Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. This to tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you here on a Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us online as well. 1029 ESPN.com. That's where you go to listen live. You listen to the stream. That way, yeah, you know, nobody knows. You know, your boss doesn't see you on the radio and all that kind of stuff. You got the earbuds in and you're having yourself a nice time with us and uh, we appreciate that very much also when you are out of market you know anywhere in the world you got a hot spot you got two tell new uh with you uh there on the stream the stream brought to us by opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity if you want to call you're welcome to do that as well 329-1899 329-1899 all guests join us via the rankage brothers rv phone number you're going to need that phone number today because we are going to give you wings okay we're going to we are got We got some trivia. Got some baseball trivia for you today. In uh, light of the fact that there is uh, the ALDS going on, three of the four series going to a decisive fifth game. How great is that? So uh, we will uh, we'll get into some of that. Also, I know Coulter's got his trivia lined up for you too. So uh, so there you go. Here's our uh, show outlook. Here's what we got coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about the University of Montana, Montana State, uh, as we continue. Well, we're going to just do this all season long. I mean, it's the Grizz and it's the Cats, man. And this is what we talk about around here. This is what we are up to. So uh, we will get through uh, all that stuff and especially some stuff around the big sky where all of a sudden UC Davis, Eastern Washington, where are we at with these teams around the big sky? And yet here comes Sacramento State, the dark horse rising up, looking like a really, really good team in the big sky. So we'll try and lay that all out for you. We will do the wing at Wednesday. Uh, as I mentioned, we will get through all that. We were also going to talk some Montana basketball uh, today. The uh, announcement of a facilities, a major facilities upgrade uh, for the uh, University of Montana 
Indiana basketball uh, teams uh, where they where the, where the Grizzly football team used to have its locker room and kind of a weight room and all that kind of stuff uh, before the Champion Center was built. Well, the Champion Center gets built. They move out of that area. Now all that space is open, and now they're doing a major upgrade and renovation to it, so we'll get into uh, that stuff as well. In the next hour, we'll do some more Wing It Wednesday, but we also, today, Wednesday, our ESPN roundtable, the subject of the roundtable this week, Brian Salonen, our good buddy Brian Salonen, who is a former Grizzly football player, former Great Falls High football player, former Dallas Cowboy football player, uh, joining us in current, by the way, Hellgate uh, uh, assistant coach for the uh, Hellgate Knights uh, football team. Hellgate Sentinel, huge crosstown rivalry. This is for the city championship. Both these teams 1-0 uh, in their uh, games against the Big Sky Eagles, so they play each other, and now this will be for the city championship on Friday evening. So we get into all kinds of stuff with him. Very, very cool uh, to have him on, and we appreciate his time as well. So there you go. There's our show outlook. It is brought to us by MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Missoula Gutter Cleaning, your most fun, most insured gutter cleaning service, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Coulter, it's a bye week for the Montana Grizzlies. Here's the question. They're 5-1, and one, okay? And they have been rolling, uh, especially in the last three weeks, uh, with with uh, uh, their Monmouth game as their last conference game, or non-conference game, and then two conference games that they're 2-0. and oh. The question revolves around the hashtag that they themselves put into, you know, the public sphere RTD, return to dominance. Uh, have they arrived, the Montana Grizzlies, in their return to dominance? No. I completely agree with you in that. And <clears throat> here's, here's one thing. It's I, impo- if they were 6-0 and with a 15-20 point win over Oregon, you still could not answer yes to that question now. I agree. And so much of the first half of every season is judging based your, your pinning quality wins on what the team you beat was like last year. In other words, UC Davis, we expected to be really good coming into this year. They were as high as number four in the country, which is what they were ranked when Montana beat them soundly. But what, for all we know, UC Davis might suck. They might not win another game. That's unlikely, but they might not. Sure. Idaho State might suck. I guess that if the Bob Stitt era taught people anything it's that you you can't analyze a lot of this stuff until you have the full picture because a lot of times if you just try to ride high on what you thought was such a great win a lot of times you're just going to get egg on your face right montana montana hit a fever pitch when they beat north dakota state to start the 2015 season in the first game ever under bob stitt they never reached that high again and I don't know if you can reach that high because, again, that was one of only eight losses that NDSU has had in the last eight years. So pretty high bar to surpass. Sure. But I just think that getting too high on yourself is one of the worst things you can do in college football. Montana will not have, quote-unquote, hashtag RTD return to dominance for me until they make three consecutive Final Fours in the FCS playoffs. See, and this is because that's what the bar was. If you want to return to where you were, I mean, it was Final Four or bust for a decade or more at Montana. And this is obviously a conversation for us to talk about. Bobby Houck would have nothing to do with this, certainly. But right. it is. Bobby Houck will say they would, we have not RTD'd until he has, until he's celebrating his second straight national title, yeah, I think. Yeah, probably something like that. And and But here's the point is, and this was your point as well taken, because there's no way that you achieve that this year. The, if Montana won a national championship, 
I think you can you could say that that is that is that. And, totally. And, but anything short of that this season, you can't because here's the thing: you're still dealing dealing with not dealing. That's the wrong term. It sounds negative, but you you you've got the guys that you've had mm-hmm. since Bobby Houck has been here by and large. Mm-hmm. You can't be a dominant program until you have gone through a cycle of graduation and cultivation of kids right. at least once and continue to... Right. First of all, they haven't even achieved yet. We don't know what they're going to do. Exactly. We don't know what they're going to do even this season. But let's say they go and they, they, they won the Big Sky Conference this year and made... You know, some run in the playoffs. You know, if they if they win the Big Sky Conference, they'll probably have a seed. They win a game, uh, a home game after a bye week. They're in the Final Four of the national, you know, playoff. If that happened, they're they're in the quarterfinal. Excuse me, at that point, and then you know, see, see what happens there. You know, if they did that, that's a that's a hugely successful season, no doubt. Right now, in year two for for Bobby Howe. Yep. It would not be until you graduate, Dalton Sneed. Jerry Louie McGee, Jesse Sims, and you come back and Dante you do, Olson. Dante Olson, yes, certainly. <laughs> and you do that again, that you can say, okay, Montana right. is is quote unquote dominant again. And again, I mean, it's it's a moving target, isn't it? Because dominance, I don't think, as good as Montana, uh, uh, you know, can be. I don't think they're going to do. 87 and 17 or whatever it was. The 80 first, and 17, 80 and 17 under Bobby Huck the first time around. Yeah, 119 wins between 2000 and 2009 under Joe Glenn and Bobby Howe combined. A four-year conference run that had one regular season loss in conference in it. I don't think that's in the offer for, for any team in the Big Sky Conference again. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but we won't know that answer until 2024 or whatever. You know, I mean, it's going to be a long time before you're able to say, oh, yeah, look at Montana rolling. Now, Montana could still be the best team and the consensus best team in the Big Sky Conference and not be, quote, dominant the way they were before. But look, if you go seven and two or six and two in the Big Sky Conference and you win the conference. What more do you need? You could go eight and no and win the conference, of course, and maybe they will do that at some point. Uh, and so, got, uh, by the way, so might Montana State. I mean, the way it's going right now, Coulter, and this is, here's my, I don't know if it's my concern. It's my open question because guess who else has not gone through a cycle of graduation and 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 bringing the next guys up? And that's Jeff Choate at Montana State. He actually has gotten the, this is the first group that he brought in that is now matured at a football level totally. and is playing very, very well. Totally. But this is, but, a, this but, is a, but a great deal of their best players are either guys that he brought in as transfers, which he had a, a distinct advantage in the pipeline that he had as the D-line coach at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. He basically just went and recruited three guys who weren't as good as the other first-round draft picks and said, hey, do you want to play? I recruited you before. You already like me. You already know me. Come here. That's, that, that, that well is dry. That's now. right. That's right. And look, it's all and, the, and the other and all the a lot of the other guys though are the fifth year seniors, Braden Cockle, Josh Hill, Logan Jones, Mitch Brott. These guys came to play for Rob Ash. Sure. And but and maybe you reopen well the taken, well though. with Kane Ione, right? I mean, he's been over there. Sure. So so you know you you have new guys, and they have open uh, you know relationships. Sure. You know all over the place. So you don't know how it's going to go. But the point is, this is a a senior heavy class of that's a really good one at Montana State. When they graduate next year. We don't know what what the Bobcats look like next season. Right. 
And Still got Troy Anderson. Big step. Big but that help, helps. I agree with what you're saying. But though. And then, you know, Montana, well, who's playing quarterback? I mean, you, you think it's Cam Humphrey? Who, do you know? We, we don't know. Obviously, you know, you presume you got, you know, Sammy, Kemp, Samari Torrey still there. Offensive line still going to be intact. But, look, point is, it's college football. It changes every single year. And until you have proven year in and year out that you can, quote, reload, not rebuild, you know, the dominant question is one that it, that is not going to be answered until kind of over time and you're you're kind of looking back a little bit. So that's my problem with this. That said, there is not there's not a practical vision. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Oregon or if you're Montana State, you can say whatever you want about Texas Tech, but there's not a practical vision. Certainly for the Grizzlies in the way they've done it in which they could have done anything better than what they've done. I mean, they have they have been as good it seems to me as it would have been possible for them to be. This season, and that is dominant. They have been dominant in six games, in five games. Okay, whatever. Or in in the in this season, they have been heretofore halfway through on the bye week dominant. Definitely, they. But to reach the level that the bar used to be at, Montana for the last five years, it was a could be, might be a contender in the Big Sky Conference. Now they're certainly a contender for the Big Sky Conference title, but that's still not where they were. At one point, they were the only team in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, everybody else was playing for second place. Just book it. I mean, 12 straight league championships. Right. It's an astounding run. Yep. Since then, you know, Eastern Washington has won five out of the last eight or shared. But they've had dips in the middle of that, too. They've had multiple years where they've gotten six and five, missed the playoffs. They haven't had a losing season this decade. But they've had dips. Even when Bo Baldwin was there and they were rolling, I mean, the year before they won the, or the year after they won the national championship, they had Bo Levi Mitchell, the Walter Payton Award winner, and everything. People get that history confused. Bo Levi Mitchell actually won the Walter Payton Award the year after Eastern Washington won the national championship, and that Eastern Washington team did not make the playoffs. He just threw for 10 million yards because their offensive line was terrible, and all he could do was huck it down the field. And, you know, he was the most prolific passer in the country, but they were not nearly as good. They Again, they missed the playoffs the year after winning the national championship. The only, the only other comparable real run was Montana State at the beginning of the decade. They went 21-3 and in conference play, three straight seven and one years, won three straight titles. That said, that run a little bit tarnished because, like in 2011, they got, their, they got wiped in Bozeman by the Grizz. And then went to the playoffs and barely won a game. And then, you know, they they blocked an extra point against New Hampshire to advance and then got routed by Sam Houston. So the, the season ended a little bit lackluster. Um, to get back to where Montana was, I think it's going to take a very sustained, very concerted effort, just as you said. It takes a lot more than one season. But Montana, they are definitely on the right track right now. They have some special weapons especially offensively that they have not had in quite some time and so I think that's a good step I also think that they have the thing that this new era of Grizz the the new era of this Grizz program under Bobby Houck has the no Grizz program has had before it is exceptional internal facilities Montana's had the best external facility in the conference in the country in Washington Grizzly Stadium forever Bobby Houck his first time around was using the locker room that they might build, the training facility they might build in recruiting. It never came to fruition under Bobby Houck. Well, now it has. They have the Champion Center. What sort of recruits can you get with that as as your one of your carrots 
in the recruiting game. We'll see. But Montana's on, right on track. But to me, you got to be multiple-time Big Sky Conference champion and making multiple deep playoff runs to be returned to the dominance that the University of Montana once held. No, no question. Uh, this is interesting this weekend, too, Colter, because Montana State hosting Sacramento State. And then guess who Sacramento State hosts the following weekend? University of Montana. Yep. So you know that, uh, you know, Montana fans, and I mean, I, I presume that there's going to be a big coach's party at some undisclosed locale this Saturday to sit down and do a little spy job for the end of the season. <laughs> I, I, you think know. The, I think the party is the wrong phrase. Mandatory attendance, bring your notebook. Yeah, right, right. There's no, there's not going to be some snacks and party. beers. It's going to be maybe some beers. Who knows? But it's going to be a take your notes. We're DVRing this. We're watching it in real time. Or then we're stopping it and rewinding it and doing it all over again. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. A hundred percent there will be snacks. <laughs> Well, I yeah. mean, are you kidding me? Wait, let me ask you this. Bobby Houck, uh-huh. okay, on his, you know, football couch, Yeah, what's in the- I don't the, think Coach Houck snacks a lot. He likes running and th- lifting. Th- that's my question. What's, his, what's in the bowl? <laughs> Carrot sticks. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing- He might have some pretzels over here for he, the offensive line Do you think he has the ranch? Stuff. Does he do the ranch dip, or do you think it's straight I mean, veg? You know, I can't really talk about Bobby Houck's lifestyle habits other than the ones I've seen, but I know for a fact that well, no, he's still- a, he still jo- I don't know what he eats like, but I know that he jogs, runs, hikes, and lifts religiously. Okay. I mean, he runs to and from practice every single day. Well, maybe then he can indulge. Maybe it's ice cream cones. It's true. You know, because he knows he's going to get his work in. It's true. It's true. I heard a funny story about uh, when he, you know, Bobby Hawk's legendary for making guys that are late to class or miss class hike the up. Yeah. 6 a.m. hike. I won't say the names, but when he first got here, a lot of guys, King Curran actually even told us mm-hmm. on our ESPN roundtable, he said, hey, I, I, you know, I kind of didn't take it seriously. I showed up 10 minutes late for class. Keenan's on the record. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I've got to go up top of the M. I heard a couple other guys, they reported they were going to hike the M, but then they got halfway up and they're like, you know, well, we could probably get away with, you know, taking a rest or maybe. Not finishing the deal. And it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and here comes Bobby Houck walking down the trail. Say, hey, boys, you going to finish the hike? 
<laughs> this is such classic coach house. Been camping up there. He's probably already run it twice. Yeah. Now I have a sweating. Yeah. I'll finish it with you. I'll, I'll do my last lap I'll go up, here. Go up again. Uh, no, I I'll think tell that, you what. Uh, by the way, just as a, I've I've mentioned this before. I think that not maybe not even in in, in on this platform here, but um, if if you are uh, a jogger up the M trail, stop. Just stop. Okay, because you're humiliating us. I'm at the third turn back on a knee weeping in pain. You know, I'm not I'm not 17% up the doggone thing, even to the letter to say nothing of the top of Mount Sentinel. And and here comes, you know, the world beaters up there. Now listen, there's a lot of mountains. There's a lot of them here. It's called Montana, people. You know why? Because there's mountains everywhere. You got to come humiliate me right here next to the city while you run on by me on the way up. Go run up a mountain by yourself somewhere. <laughs> Walk up this. There's families. There's dogs. <laughs> don't don't come here to train uh. for your up and over the Alps, you know, campaign that you're doing. Speaking of, shout out Justin Angle. <laughs> back in the day when Love I used, him. back in the day when I used to actually have time to train vigorously, we used to hike that thing with weighted backpacks, and one of the uh, one of the worst injuries in my life was when we, we jogged up and then we jogged down. And on the way down, I lose my footing and roll my ankle so hard. Mm. And with a weighted backpack on, I'm rolling down the switchback, like two or three full rolls. And I don't even care about the bruises on my back and my arms because my ankle is, it, it, it's the size of a tree trunk. You want to add? And my friend Carter, who is one of the most maniacal workout freaks ever, He's got also the worst asthma of all time. He cannot stop laughing. He's having a full-fledged asthma attack because he's laughing so hard. And I'm like, dude, I got to go to the hospital. And he's, he can't breathe. And I'm like, dude, you're going to die. My foot's going to fall off. Can someone please help us? You want to you wanna add to the, uh, the level of seriousness that, of this? I did it with a weighted backpack. Mm. It was a kid in it. <laughs> you go a, a, you know, a, like a 40 pound oh, dense one the kids love going up the m oh yeah. you know what i mean well guess what at some point they're like dad can you carry me and you know i have to because they <laughs> they they really can't do it so into the pack they go you know the up it's you know it's it's you know it takes a little more it's a little but the coming down and you know coulter I d I'm not a bastion of balance like some of these <laughs> gymnasts. You know what I mean? It's not my strongest point. I'm taking three-inch little steps on the gravel and this stuff because I'm terrified that I'm going to slip and fall. And, you know, it could be a trip to the hospital and it wouldn't be me injured when I land on my own son, you know, rolling down the M trail. Anyway, back on track. How about the gauntlet, though, that Sac State's going to have to run here? Right. Jeff Choate says, I think they're one of the 12 best teams in the country. They're well, they got they it. got an absolute chance to prove it right now because they already beat number 22 Eastern Washington, their first win over a ranked FCS opponent since 2012. Now they got number six Montana State in Bozeman. And then they got number eight Montana coming to town the next week. Then they're at Cal Poly. We know that that's a trap no matter what Cal Poly's right. like. And I think Cal Poly's better than. People, I've heard all around town from Grizz fans that they're like, oh, the cats barely squeaked by. Cal Poly's terrible. They're not. Cal Poly's not terrible. Cal Poly's good. Yeah. 
They're not great. They're not as good as they have been, but they're not as bad as they've been the last two years Listen, either. nobody in the state of Montana should be saying anything about any win that ends up being a win over Cal Poly because we've exactly. seen that triple option just be a trap in wait for many teams. Right, and who's given Montana more headaches in the I'm last saying. 10 years yes. than, than Cal Poly? Nobody. Uh, and so that's their month of October for Zach State. Then they play Weber State, number four team in the country. So they play three of the top ten teams in the country in the next five weeks. That's crazy. And then they're at NAU, which we know is a bizarre place to play. They're at Idaho, which is a bizarre place to play. And then they have their rivalry game, the Causeway Classic, against UC Davis. And that could be a nothing-to-lose game for Davis. It could be a win-in-your-in game for Davis. It could be a win-in-your-in game for Sac State. But Davis could knock them out of the playoffs. That is an absolute gauntlet. I mean, that that is teams one through eight in the preseason Big Sky Pool. Right. That, that was the thing, right? When we la- we we kind of laughed off Sacramento State because we didn't know what they would be, and then we looked at their schedule and said, they have to play the eight best teams in the conference, no exceptions, period. I think when I put a pencil to paper, I had them going two and six. Yeah. But that's not – I didn't think that they were actually, like, the 10th best team no. in the conference. I thought they could be, like, the sixth best. They just had to play – the other six that I thought that were better than them coming into the year. And I actually think that they're a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. Right now, to me, they're the fourth best team in the big sky. Yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm writing down my big sky power rankings right now, Sacramento State's number four. And Sacramento State has a couple of the most dangerous players in the league. I mean, Kevin Thompson, Kevin Thompson, when he's healthy, is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. I mean, I think Two years ago, he was a 17-touchdown, three-interception guy. Last year, before he got hurt, I think he'd only thrown two picks. I think he's only thrown five interceptions in his career as a college starter. Granted, he's only played in 15 games, which is about, give or take, two-thirds of the games he could have been available for because he's been so hurt. Mm -hmm. But he takes care of the football. His efficiency rating's through the roof. He's got a career efficiency rating of 180. I mean, that's, that's amazing in college football. And Elijah Dotson, I mean, Elijah Dotson is... If he's not the best, he's certainly the fastest running back in the Big Sky Conference. Quick update. Top of the third inning in Atlanta. I cannot believe that score. Bases are loaded for the St. Louis Cardinals. They are up 13-0 over Atlanta in the third inning. And the bases are loaded. Two outs. Jeez. Pour it on, Robert Chase. Pour yourself another one. I mean, my goodness. Hey, boys and girls, do not listen to the trail tomorrow morning, okay? No, this is Robert's dream come true, though, because he gets here at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. He's usually out of here by 3 or 3.30 anyways. This game, first pitch was at 3. So now he's going to be able to watch it, celebrate, and go to bed on time. I know, but he's going to come in euphoric, but it might be a little bit of a stroll for our dear friend Robert Chase tomorrow as the uh, Cardinals are headed to the (laughs) NLCS. Uh, I hate saying that, that sentence again. It's 2 tell Nuwana's 129 ESPN Radio. Hey, boys and girls, you want to do a wing it Wednesday? You want some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern? It's a rhetorical question. Of course you do. 329-1899. 329-1899. Give us a call right now. Colt has got the questions. You got the answers. And we will send you uh, for the best wings in the city of Missoula right after this. 329-1899. Call right now. I've been telling you about MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Let me tell you a little bit more. Okay, gutter cleaning is messy. It's muddy, it's wet, and it can even be dangerous. You get up on a ladder, or worse yet, you get up on your roof and think you're going to come at this thing from above. You slip and take a fall. You think coming down the M is dangerous? Try coming down off the edge of your roof and falling off that cliff onto the cement walkway. No, thank you. You call Missoula Gutter Cleaning. Dot com. You can online at MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Call them up, too, if you want to. You get your estimate from them right now. They're going to tell you what's going on. They're going to let you know what it's going to be. 
you let them come over. They're insured. They're fun. They're competent. They got all the tools to get it done, get it done well, get it done safely. And then at the end, you get 20 bucks to your favorite brewery or coffee shop. How great is that? MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. And you get your time back. This weekend, you want to watch football? Of course you do. You got stuff going on? I, what am I doing? Huh? I got an anniversary. Okay, I got no time to be cleaning out my gutters. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. That's where you go online. Wing Wednesday next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. they got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. they got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, watching on ESPN Sports Center. With the second half of the prep football season underway, the weekly Treasure State Media Poll continues gaining clarity. In Class AA, defending state champion Billings West remains number one after receiving 16 of 29 first place votes. Butte, off to its first 6-0 start since 1991, received the other 13 first place votes to come in at number two. Missoula Sentinel is 5-1 uh, and one at number three, while Bozeman, with an identical record, is at four, Helena Capital at number five. In Class A, Hamilton is back into the top spot <clears throat> after receiving 14 of 23 first place votes ahead of Miles. City, who is 5-0 and got four first-place nods. Dillon, number three after receiving three first-place votes. And Frenchtown, they did not get a first-place vote, but they're number four. In Class B, Fairfield is the number one team for the sixth straight week after receiving 21 first-place nods. Eureka is number two, Manhattan at three, and Red Lodge is at number four. None of the top four have lost. Loyola, who is four and two, comes in at number five. They lost to number one and two. In tournament, in a tournament trademark by brutal Montana weather, Bozeman sophomore Justice Verge endured the elements to win his second straight Class AA state championship in golf. He led the Hawks to their second straight team title. Verge shot a one under 71 on the second day to follow up his 73 and earn his second straight state crown. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Wednesday. It is to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. Check us out on uh Twitter at Gus Tutel at Skyline Sports MT and on Twitter and Instagram now. You can check out the station at 1029 ESPN. Those are the handles for Twitter and Instagram. Follow us there on the social meds and uh, have yourself a ball, okay? Let's go to the phones, and we welcome in Rob to the show. Rob, how are you? 
Not bad. How are you doing? Doing well, Rob. Thank you very much. Now, here's the thing, Rob. Uh, we Coulter's got three questions for you. He's going to ask them to you. If you get two of them right, you got yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. How's that sound? Is that all right for you? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. Have Boy, you some chicken had, wings that really hit the spot? Tell me, like it. You guys cut out there hard. There we go. I just stopped talking. We were playing a little sound back for you. Okay, we were we we're oh, okay. opening up the deal. Uh, yeah, we would try. We'll try and keep this going with you. Now, if you get all three questions right, Rob, you're also going to get yourself a, uh, a a shirt to go along with this. So you know, you try and give everything away around here. You know, now are you in uh, Western Montana? Have you been over to the Desperado and had the wings there? Oh yeah, I live right across the street. Oh, there all the time. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, a, a, so this guy gets to go over there and eat his free wings pending his uh, win. That's right. And he just gets to walk home. Trivia of convenience yeah. right here. Now, here's the question. Have you heard many of Coulter's questions before? Because he asks these questions, and, I mean, sometimes it's like, well, you know, if I, if I wasn't, uh, you know, writing the 1906 Einstein papers on splitting the atom, oh, I don't know if gosh. I'd be sitting here being able to get this, you know? Yeah. No, I know. Okay, well, you got There's one referendum on Ryan is that he doesn't know the answer to any of these. As his job, he should know the answer to every single question no, I ask. No, no, no. <laughs> My job is to tolerate. That's all I do. Uh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Uh, question number one. And, Rob, you do have me as a lifeline if you need it on any of these. So here we go. Here you go, Coulter. All right, boys, we're doing baseball home runs. Okay. Rob, do you like baseball? I do. Great. Great answer. Great start. Okay, number one. With 307 home runs as a team, which Major League Baseball franchise set the record for home runs in a single season by a club this season? It's the Yankees. <sighs> so close, yet so far away. It is. The, it New is. York, no. the New York Yankees hit 306 home runs, one short of the Minnesota Twins, who hit 307. Oh, my God. You only it's missed okay. it by one. That's okay. Hold on. Hold, just keep going. It's here. okay. You got right. two questions left and a lifeline. So, this year, four different teams broke. So, okay. So let's let's start at the beginning. Last year, the New York Yankees broke a record that had stood for 21 years for home runs in a season. Last year, the Yankees did. This year, four more teams hit more than last year's Yankees team. Right. So what I'm saying is, the four teams this year and then last year's Yankees team. All broke a record that stood for 21 years. The five biggest single seasons by a team have been in home runs have been in this last two seasons. Before that, though, the record had stood since 1997. Tell me the Major League Baseball franchise that in 1997, led by the Bone and the Kid, hit 267 home runs. Uh, well, baseball history is not great, Ryan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hope you got this one. Yeah, well, the '97. I think that's the Seattle Mariners. You got, uh, you know, Ken Griffey and and uh, and 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 the Bone there. But the uh, Jay Buhner, that, that, that was the '90. I think it was '96 that they set the all-time wins mark at a. No, that was 2000. Oh, 2001, wasn't it? Okay, so it was before that. Yep. But they're still hammering away. So I'm gonna say the Seattle Mariners on this though. I go with that. You are correct. The okay, Seattle Mariners. Hey, there you go. There's one down. Easy enough. All okay, right, one down, right. no lifeline left. For some wings. In 2009, this franchise saw four different players hit 30 home runs in a single season. Those players, Ryan Howard, Jason Worth, Raul Abanez, and Chase Utley. 
Name that franchise that had four 30 home run hitters in one season. The Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, look at that. Outstanding work, Rob. Hey, you didn't even need the first one, man. I mean, the shirt's all well and good, but you walk across the street, you're going to be into some wings. Rob, you well, very well done there. Give your information uh, to David in the back, and we'll get you set up with those wings, okay? Right on. I appreciate it, guys. You got it, man. Well done. Very good. Philly was right on that one. This is a fun one. The the four teammates with 30 home runs. Okay. In a season. Yeah. It's happened, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Non-coincidentally, eight of those ten times were between 1995 and 2004 <laughs> when everybody was, you know, having some fun with some, the cream and the things, clear. Things were going well, yeah. But some of these are, are really, I mean, some of these are fun teams to remember. It's amazing how good you can be in baseball and not actually win anything. Yeah. The, the 1995 and 1996 Colorado Rockies. Dante Bichette, Vinny Castilla, Andres Galarraga, and Larry Walker. They did it two years in a row. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Those teams were so sweet, and they, like, barely made it in the playoffs right. and then just lost in the first round. And they have, I mean, the greater scheme of things, when you're looking through the, the history books, you're not going to hardly remember those teams at all, but they were so sweet. The 1998 Atlanta Braves, also with Andres Galarraga, who doesn't get enough credit, but Andrew Jones when he was an upstart player, Chipper Jones and Javi Lopez, that was a fun team. The Rockies in 99, and cheers to Coors Field for this. But again, Dante Pichette, Vinny Castilla, Todd Helton, Larry Walker did it. 2000, the Blue Jays, Tony Batista, Jose Cruz Jr., Carlos Delgado, and Brad Fulmer. The Angels in 2000 also, Garrett Anderson, Troy Gloss, Tim Salmon, Mo Vaughn. There's some, there's, these are just some guys that it's just so it's so crazy how in a sport like baseball where your numbers are your legacy, mm-hmm. how you can be so good, and if you're not like Hall of Fame good, man, I haven't thought about Troy Gloss in a, in a million years, yeah. and he was so good. Yeah, he was. Uh, like me, Tim Salmon? Like, how good was Tim Salmon? Let me ask you this, because you, you spent a lot of time in baseball, and I've never understood this, but baseball people who I trust, uh, have I've heard them say things along these lines. It's going to be hard ever for the Colorado Rockies to win a World Series because of the stadium that they play in, where mm-hmm. they play. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Why? I understand that you build a roster often for the park that you play in. And right. you, you, you know, you try and if you got a short porch to left field, you try and get a power hitting right hander and all that kind of stuff. It's very, you know, okay, the basics of it and everything. So I don't know exactly what sort of team you try to put together when you're playing at 5,000 feet and, you, you know, balls are in theory flying out of here and pitchers are always going to have you know, a, a, a higher ERA than probably what they deserve to have because of the place that they pitch and all that. But it's the same for everybody while you're playing the game. And then when you go to the next park, it's the same for everybody at that park. And in the playoffs, you go to the, you know, you go to the opponent's, you know, field and they come to your field. So it's even in that respect. And I don't understand why playing in Coors Field or some other fields, uh, uh, you know, Safeco is another one where it's notoriously difficult to hit home runs. It's a, it's a big outfield. It's at sea level, and they have always struggled to have run support. And 
yet you know it it should it should be equitable it would seem to me it's just as hard for the giants to hit a home run in course field as it is for the mariners to hit a home run in course field so what is it about the way a field's designed and or the way then you choose to construct a roster that prohibits it seems or makes much more difficult some teams some organizations from having a shot at a title because i mean Mike Hampton and Daryl Kyle are the two greatest examples of why the Rockies have always struggled. Because you go out and you spend big money on all-star pitchers like Mike Hampton and Daryl Kyle, and they get to Colorado, and they can't do it anymore because they have no idea how to pitch there, and they're getting shelled. Mike Hampton was a three-time all-star before he signed with the Rockies. He had ERA over six two years in a row, and and he forgot how to throw a strike. And then all of a sudden he's in the minor leagues. This guy was in the all-star game to the minor leagues in the span of three years. And because that's of his, because he played at Colorado. Be, because his, his confidence was shot. Because you can't get away with that pitch on the outside corner. Because this guy, you you want that hitter to hit a fly ball to right field when you throw that pitch. And it goes over the fence in Colorado. Daryl Kyle, he's a curveball pitcher. He couldn't throw the curveball with the same snap because the altitude doesn't allow the ball to spin like it, it should. Okay, so find a guy who does know how to pitch in the altitude. And then when other pitchers come to pitch in the altitude, your totally you know, fly balls at their park are going out. Totally. I mean, conventional wisdom would say that's exactly true. But I think that uh, also when you're in Coors Field, if you want your fans to continue to buy into what you've always been about and you want to maximize your advantages, you're going to invest a lot of your money in sluggers. Sure. I mean, the Rockies have had – the guys that the Rockies have had, everybody says, oh, you know, Vinny Castilla and Dante Pichette and Andre Scalaraga and those guys, Larry Walker, they all benefit from Coors Field. They did. But also, those guys are mashing no matter where they play. <laughs> yeah, right. They're hitting 35 home runs instead of 45 home runs. They play somewhere else. They're still hitting bombs. Yeah. Yeah. So, But I think you just you invest in that, and that's what Colorado's always done. I mean, they're such a young franchise still, right? I mean, they've only been around for 25, 26, yeah, right, 27 right. years. Do they ha- did they win one? No. No, they, they, went, they to went to one. The Rocktober, where they won 20 in yeah. a row and... Went all the way to the World Series, but mm-hmm. then fell short. Um, but I think it's a distinct thing, man. I mean, I think that so much of baseball is mental, and that just gets into your head, too, right? Yeah. I mean, how many times – it's so funny that we just talked about the Mariners having the all-time home run record for 21 years. That's when they played in the Kingdom. You hit mad bombs in the Kingdom. Since they moved to Safeco Field, they played more 2-1 games than anybody in baseball. But it's the identity of their franchise now, right? I mean, how many one-run games do the Mariners lose for 15 years? All of them. All of them. That's yes. what I'm saying. But it just becomes entrenched in your mind, right? It's just like at the old Yankee Stadium with the short porch. Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Reggie Jackson. The list goes on and on and on and on. They always had sluggers that could mash over that fence. But when you, it, it gets it, it infiltrates the mindset of your entire franchise, yeah. and I think that's the hard part to to move on from. I mean, how many franchises without moving parks have been able to redefine their identity? So many of these franchises in the new modern ballparks have been exactly what their ballpark wants them to be, basically, mm. since they opened. Well, I mean, when you're going to put together a new ballpark. You're obviously going to do it with all of that in mind. Like it's not just about, oh, hey, you know, what's what's the cost per square foot of this tract of land? Oh yeah, let's build a park here. It it it, it absolutely goes into the type of baseball that you think that you want to play is the best to play. But the difference is it's not really um you can't evolve it. Like once you've built your stadium, there it is. It's sitting there, and you got the dimensions and the distances to the corners and the you know the 
outline of the 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 the, the wall and all that, and that's just what it's going to be. So once you've set that and established that, that's kind of what you have to go after in the mark you got to hit. It's two tell Nuanas, one or two nine ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. It did drop off the map a little bit, didn't it, today? Got a little chill. I mean, the according to the story in the Missoulian this morning about the AA State Golf Tournament, the grounds crew had to clear off the green for Justice Verge to make his <laughs> tournament-winning putt to claim the Class AA State Championship. There was a visible amount of snow on the green in the middle of a round where you'd think that they would be maintaining it the whole time. So in just in between just that hole that he's playing, there's that much snow. Um, I would say this, uh, you know, the PGA, they play, they play in extreme heat. They play in humidity. They will play in rain. Uh, they will go places. There's massive wind. Uh, and they will also play in some very nice conditions. I, I, I have yet to have ever seen a situation which a professional golfer was ever playing in even once so much as one snowflake of snow this is what my brother Get over it go play in the north somewhere buff, 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 wear real gloves not golf gloves and go play some golf let's see how you do then tough guys this, huh? is, what my, this is what my brother always says he always says these guys are are elite they're unbelievable but go play, go play where you got to wear two coats yes. so you can't even swing <laughs> you're wearing a stocking cap you got somebody to find your ball in the PGA Tour. You can't find your ball for the life of you because there's so many leaves and snowflakes. Now, I and- will say, there's been a couple of open championship rounds where I would play any day in the snow compared to that. Oh, yeah, when you're breaking your wrist because the rough is so thick. I, that's not ideal. And, and, and it's blowing 70,000 tons of rain do horizontal look into your face. True, you know, true. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not into that either. It's only 45 degrees. So that's 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 real. Uh, it's two telling the one is one oh two nine ESPN radio SWX Montana television. Hi. Good to see you. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at twenty nine oh four West Broadway in Missoula. Online at KurtzPolaris.com, Highway 83 in Sealy. Uh, Coulter, a uh, quick update here. Wayne Tinkle, former uh, University of Montana assistant basketball coach, former University of Montana head men's basketball coach, current Oregon State head men's basketball coach, has an extension. It's going to run him through the year 2020. 20- 
2022-2023 and uh, gives him a couple extra years on the six-year deal that he signed in 2014. Uh, He will earn $2 million this year, $2.1 next, and $2.2 in the next couple of years. Uh, has a buyout clause in there. And if he's still at Oregon State uh, after the 2021-2022 season, he has a million-dollar bonus. Uh, and so uh, congratulations to him. Uh, I think he's done uh, an outstanding job, certainly, in building that program. Wayne Tinkle, man, he's, he's you know, a very good basketball coach, uh, uh, a great recruiter and, and all that. And he seems to me to be the type of guy that is built for building. You know, when you go to a program that has some potential, you know, you got you got you know some some uh, things at your disposal, but just hasn't been all that good. And certainly, when you talk about Oregon State compared to you know even Washington recently, but obviously compared to a UCLA, Arizona, Utah, even in the Pac-12, you go, okay, well, yeah. But Wayne Tinkle, with all of his enthusiasm as and his excitement and his buoyancy and his work ethic, he goes in there and. You know, I think it, it's it's not just about the players, man. It's about the culture, you know. And you try and you're trying to make this thing into something that's uh, appealing, not just for fans to come to, but for players to come to, and to get a fan base really excited about it. And uh, you know, it's hard work, and you got to have the right attitude, the right uh, 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 type, mental, emotional type to do it. And Wayne Tinkle has that. And you know, I wouldn't sit here and say, well, Oregon State's rolling right now, but they are. They are so much better off than what they were when he arrived, and and congratulations to him for for you know earning this extension. That's great. It definitely takes gauging it based on what the program was when he got there, right? Because there was times last year where he was there was whispers, and he was sort of sort of starting to feel the heat a little bit, but then yep. they actually kind of turned around. It's it's sort of honestly, Oregon State gets has gotten hindered by the. The decline in national reputation of the Pac-12 more than any other school in the Pac-12, because Oregon State's already considered the little sister in the Pac-12 compared mm-hmm. to the UCLA's and Arizona's and Oregon's and Washington's of the world, certainly. But last year, 18 wins, which was their second most under Coach Tinkle, 10 conference wins, which was their most. They made the tournament with a nine and nine conference record in 15-16. Because six teams from the Pac-12 made the tournament. Now that only... Well, how many teams from the Pac-12 made the tournament last two? year? Two. Oregon, who won the Pac-12 tournament, and, and then... Arizona State, I think, went. Uh, Washington went last year as well. Okay, so I think... Because I think Arizona State ended up in the first four, and I'm not so sure right. they didn't get bounced in that. So regardless, it, it, it was a six-bid league four years ago, and it's a three- or two-bid league last year. That decline kills Oregon State. Because if you're finishing third in the Pac-12 at Oregon State, that's a hell of a job. I mean, you're doing a great job if you're finishing third in that league at Oregon State with the resources you have compared to your competition. Right. So the rest of the league needs to be better. I also think this contract, you know, it's indicative of the fact that Trace Tickle is going to be a senior, so they need it. You know, but also the fact that I mean, this is pretty big money for Oregon State. You're talking about two million, two point one million, two point two million, and a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout. That's significant for Oregon State. Yeah. The money that they have. So it seems as if they're invested in in Wayne Tickle. Very good. Yeah, I mean it's exciting and it's it's uh you know it's it's a good thing and when you're coming up on the last uh you know couple of years of a contract, you know having that extension and that confidence that support from the university uh is really important. 
Colton, the University of Montana basketball uh, uh, program is receiving a significant upgrade to its facilities. And this is going to be kind of on the back end. It won't really be in, in, in view for, you know, for the public and so forth, but a, a major basketball facilities upgrade to rev- uh, renovate the locker room and uh, also expand the space for where the football locker rooms used to be. Uh, currently, there's about 1,200 square feet there. This new project is going to expand that to 2,900 square feet, nearly tripling uh, the size. And uh, if if you go on Twitter, you can see the uh, uh sort of the mock-up of it and what it's going to look like. Uh, I will, if uh, if I'm allowed to go in there, look forward to uh, just dominating anybody that wants to do the ping-pong up there in the top left corner. That's where I'll be hanging out at the ping-pong table. But uh, it's going to be, you know, locker rooms, meeting space. There's a coach's locker room uh, as well as a, a lounge, a player lounge in there. So this is all about the teams, the players, uh, for uh, you know the the, the Grizz and Lady Grizz basketball teams, uh, funding for the project, which is about two million dollars, so a significant cost, uh, is going to be coming entirely uh, from private donation. So um, you know that's also, of course, worth noting for this. Travis DeCure, the head men's basketball coach, said, "Quote: Our Grizz family is growing, and we are grateful for their support." The lifestyle of a student athlete is very important, and for us to continue elevating that is allowing us to compete at the highest level. This project is not just about recruiting, but the success of all our student athletes, as opposed to going home between classes, workouts, treatment, and study hall. This new area will be a one-stop shop. There's more opportunity to stay in the building and spend more time together as a team, which is huge for the success of the student athlete. I think you're already seeing the... um the benefits of the Champion Center to all sports, but particularly football. And I th- expect this to have a similar impact on basketball. Yeah. I mean, the, you noticed straight up, you noticed the impact the Champion Center had on the on the football team, on their bodies this last year. They straight up just looked better. They looked physically more in shape when they reported for fall camp. The ch- it's just a better facility. Is it the Champion Center or is it the regiment? Well, both, certainly. But when every single, when every single dude looks better... Yeah, you know that it's working. And, and you're right. There's a lot of factors. Matt Nicholson's a factor. Nutrition is a factor. The Champion Center is a factor. The maniacal head coach who can power clean more than everybody on the team is a factor. <laughs> but uh, the, the, this is a long time coming. This will have an impact not just on athletics at the University of Montana, though. There's been so much talk. I mean, Dahlberg Arena is arguably the great basketball facility in the state of Montana, right? But the state basketball tournaments are hardly ever hosted in Missoula. And the excuse that I've always heard is that they don't have the the space to host a big tournament for mm. locker room stuff. Mm. Well, now they're adding locker rooms, so now the, presumably they will. Okay. And so that, that could have an impact on Missoula in a lot of different ways because if, they're ho- if we're hosting tournaments now, it becomes more of a destination. Now you can bid for not just high school state tournaments, but AAU tournaments. I mean, all that stuff. When you're talking about small communities like we live in in Montana, even just hosting a, a 32-team AAU tournament, that brings a ton of revenue oh, to town. For sure, no doubt. So it's it's good. It's good for everybody involved that they got this done. And I think Travis DeCure and his program should be proud of the progress they're making. Um, I, the one thing I don't see in this is uh, a time. Uh, frame on when this is going to get done, but obviously this is going to be an extended project. It's going to take quite a while to, to, to get this finished, but the announcement that it's there and the mock-ups and everything, ready to go. Hour number one in the book. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, 
a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.